You're listening to You Don't Know Nick, the podcast, a podcast that explores the generational differences from Zoomers to Boomers as it relates to what's going on today. Enjoy. Hi, Jess. We're going right right in. Of course. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> how, are, how are you today? I am good. I'm good in that sort of like there's good things happening, but at Ooh. the same time, I, I, I feel like crap. So you feel like crap? Well, my, I, got, I, I picked up a little a light cold. I caught, <gasps> I caught a cold. No. Just a light one. My daughter brought was sick this weekend and... And I've done a really good job of like avoiding getting like she was sick two weeks ago and I didn't get it. I was golden. And then this time it wasn't as it was just wasn't as bad of a cold. And I was like, oh, I don't think I don't think I'm going to get this one. I mm-hmm. could be, able, you know, but I'll be cautious or whatever. And then and then two days ago, she just literally coughed in my face while my mouth was open. <laughs> And I was like, "That I'm done. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> That'll, do it. That'll do it." Uh, and then, sure enough, got a little tickle yesterday. Um, There's no psychosomatic thing going on there, like, like, oh, I know I'm going to get sick because she coughed in my mouth, or no, mind you, before she coughed in my face and in my mouth, I was fully confident I wasn't going to get sick. Right? Got so it. Like, got it. Got it. Got it. So it wasn't like I was nervous or whatever. No, this was. And the tickle in the back of my throat is undeniable. But it's the, it's that point where you're like, you're about to be sick. And usually you can win the battle if you attack it hard. So I'm hitting it hard here with vitamin C. Zinc. Uh, zinc. Uh, I use a little Pau de Arco. Do you know this? I've never heard of Pau de Arco. Mm. Pau de mm. Arco. Somehow my mother found this. I don't know. Somebody told her. It's basically an extract. It's like a, an extract from a bark. And uh, it's really good for sore throats and, and boosting your immunity. Wow. Yeah. So I'm down in my palate of Arco. That's wonderful. And, I'm so uh, sorry that you're not well. How long has it been since you've had a sickness? It's been a long time because right? of the whole COVID mask thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm so nervous. Been- I haven't had a cold. Not nervous, but definitely haven't had a cold in some time. It's no fun. Well, I can survive them pretty well, but it is not fun. You're right. It's just not fun. No, it's the the last thing you need right now. Do you remember a time in your childhood when it was like the worst sickness you've ever had? Have you ever had like a like, like drag out, drop down sickness? Uh, I had pneumonia a couple of times. Did you? What mm-hmm. was what was what happened? Hospital. <gasps> you had hospitalization pneumonia? Oh yeah. How did it start? What happened? How old are you? Tell us everything. <laughs> so fascinating. Inquiring uh, minds want to know. People really want to know about it. Um no, you know, uh I was I started playing football in fifth grade. Um I wasn't very good. Uh, but I loved putting on the pads. It was great. Um, and then I just got, and then I got sick. 
and I got pneumonia. And then I think the next year I tried again and then I got sick and I got pneumonia. Um, came to, come to find out that I had asthma and allergies, um, which I guess must have weakened my immune system enough. I, I don't know how that leads to pneumonia, uh, but I was allergic to the grass and, uh, and I had asthma. Um, You're such a geek. <laughs> allergic oh yeah. to the grass. Could, I was allergic to the grass <laughs> that grass. grew in my hometown. I'm not allergic to all grass. Oh. Just, I mean. Have we like, tested the theory? Certainly I've been in fields. I okay, certainly in, I've been in fields. I've been in grass recently. <laughs> certainly I've been fine. in fields is my favorite line reading and sentence you've ever said. <laughs> certainly I've been in fields. And survived them without a hospital visit. But Bermuda grass is what grows in El Paso, Texas, because nothing else will. Uh, I'm allergic to. I'm, I, you know, I'm also really allergic to like dried vegetation. Um, uh, hay. If I'm around hay, it could it could probably kill me. What? It feels like I'm gonna die. Oh no. Yeah. So your dreams of being a rancher out Gone. the window. Gone. 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 That's so interesting. So I had walking pneumonia after contracting oh. the flu. Okay. So you weren't in the hot, you didn't have the IV sick. <sighs> didn't happen that way. But I remember like I was like laid out on the couch a week for a week with the flu. And my parents were, like, we are going to the hospital. I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. And it like at 14 or 15, like what an idiot. Like finally they took me to the hospital and it was, you know, walking pneumonia had settled into my lung on my left on my left side. Funnily enough, I had just got an aura reading at the farmer's market at North at the Northridge Mall. And she read my aura like amazingly. They, she could take a picture of it. It was like red, orange, a little bit yellow. And she's like telling me all these things. You're artistic. And she goes, well, something's wrong with your lung. Can you see that? Like she like pointed out this like darkened area on my left lung she goes so you have are you having trouble with breathing or something i was like no bitch you obviously are wrong like whatever <laughs> and then within a couple of weeks i had this pneumonia which is obviously a coincidence but obviously a coincidence i don't know it's kind of cool <laughs> i don't know if it's obviously a coincidence it's not obviously a coincidence but it was just odd that she foretold that i was gonna have this you know settling in my lung mm. Mm-hmm. Was it foretold or was it – I would assume it was something that was already there. My right? guess is that it wasn't there because I hadn't been sick yet and it was like a couple weeks after the fact, fact that I ended up with bedridden with walking pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how pneumonia works. I don't know Neither it, do I. But I know that it happened during the summer and it was a bummer and uh, I didn't get cast in the role that I wanted to in, you know, the – in the teenage drama workshop that I went to, which is like the kids' version of Summerstock. And so I left anyway because I was like, I didn't get the role that I wanted. And then I got real sick. Oh, no. So pneumonia got in the way of your acting career. Um, if we and- want to look at it that way. In reality, my dad got in the way of my acting career. My dad's like, "You do not. Have- we're not paying for you to have a, a shitty role. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like with any acting thing, there was like some hierarchy, like, 
couple of the kids that they knew well or were really great singers would get the better roles. But in reality, I actually got a really great role because I auditioned wonderfully for it. There was three different plays that would take place at the same time. There was the musical, there was like an avant-garde play, and then there was just like a normal stage play. And then you auditioned for all three. I told myself I was going to get Scarecrow because the year prior, I was like Tweedledee. But because I did a really great audition with Tweedledee and Tweedledum, like we were like, it was a great, we were like awesome. And it wasn't the lead, but like we stood out. The year before that, I had like, I played a girl who lost her arm to cancer and it was a very small part. I know. Wow. That's that's Oscar Tony worthy there. It really was. Totally. I was a a mean 13 year old. But I told myself this year is going to be the year that I get a lead in the musical and I wasn't going to go for Dorothy. I knew that wasn't the right casting. I wanted Scarecrow. And they didn't give Scarecrow to me, but I got Cerebus, the three-headed dog. (laughs) In a... (laughs) 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 because I auditioned so well because it would have been me doing puppetry essentially Mm. and I committed to the audition because you learn early that even if you're auditioning for one role by showing how good you are you could be auditioning for another role but unfortunately Mm -hmm. when I auditioned for the fucking dog (laughs) I I proved myself to be really good for the dog (laughs) oh man it brings up so many experiences in my life I guess this is what happens when you're in the theater um yeah i've had that experience where like i'm auditioning and they have they you know they have you do and audition for different roles or whatever and then they get she gives me this one role to to do in the sort of group scene it's a role that i don't really care about um so i just have some fun and whatever fuck around with it and they love it so much that they cast you in that 100 percent. cool cool okay all right yeah no 100 percent. and you know i think we talked about this before that me not getting what I wanted often taught me a lot about how to fight for what I want too and not take things for granted, you know, mm. how to work for things. So there's a good thing to that. But yeah, it's it's like finding the balance between, oh, I'm really perfect for this role, but I don't give a shit, you know. That's all well, I, bro- I might book it. Who knows? Yeah, that's the key is to not give a shit. You really just cannot give a shit at all (sighs) all right come back after the break we'll we'll tell you more about not giving a shit (laughs) are you a geek do you like naming things my name is scott rubin and i wrote the ultimate guide for geeks to name anything whether you're naming kids your pets your car your wi-fi network or your role-playing game characters naming your little geek has almost 1100 name entries and i tell you where the name came from if it's a real name or if it's a fictional name all of the characters who have had that name and i reference over 4400 characters from science fiction fantasy comic books movies tv shows cartoons you name it it's all in there and it ranges from normal sounding names like scott or jessica to really off the wall bizarre ones from all of our favorite fantasy and sci-fi properties you can pick up a copy of naming your little geek at bubblesandthingssoaps.com and check out all the other cool items there some really neat soaps naming your little geek is also sold everywhere books are sold online and you can even find it in some physical bookstores if you're a person who shops in physical stores these days
Nick. Yes? I have nothing to talk about this week. Nothing? Zero. That's not true. I really don't. I, I think there's things we could talk about, but I don't have like a news story. I don't have any idea of what we should talk about. But if people who, who listen to us regularly know that we talk about like generational differences, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Sometimes people don't know that because it, I, we didn't. We don't clarify that. If you're just dropping into our podcast, that's what we do. We try to look at generational differences as it applies through our lens. You and I are a different generation, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. I, I was when, – when one of the things that we talk about is that you're a straight-up millennial. Straight up, if not and, geriatric. Definitely geriatric. You're okay, ger- definitely. Okay, okay. No. All millennials are becoming geriatric. At, the, at a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to being older. <laughs> you're no longer kids. Oh, no. <laughs> but you know what I do know is that I don't know your actual age. My actual age? And people ask me all the time, and I actually we never got we never clarified your actual age, and oh, I don't know your actual age. I and I'm so bad at minusing years <laughs> that I have no idea. So the great mystery: How old is Nick Masu? You don't have to share if you don't want to. Oh, but I mean, I really want to know. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to know what it's in, what it, range it's in. If we're talking about, I do know what range it is, but but I just don't know. Take a guess. Forty-five. Okay, that's a guess. I really think forty-two, though. Okay, well then, why did you go forty-five? If you think forty-two, I don't know because I think that it's forty-five, but I really think forty-two. But then sometimes I'm like, maybe he's forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> that old? No, you actually read very young to me. Mm-hmm. You, you you've got some maturity, but like you also people would if we didn't clarify would think you're my age too, which is twenty-one. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Forever twenty-one. <laughs> Forever 21, I want to be. <laughs> I want to be forever the age where I just got the ability to drink legally. I forever want to be that no, age. No, I definitely don't want that. I definitely don't want that. Um, why don't you trust your instincts? 42. They'd be slightly wrong, but they'd be closer than 42. 44? Mm, 39? Nope. No. 41? Nope. 46. Nope. 45. Nope. 43. There it is. <laughs> All right. Just dance. I was like, is she just going to forget that that's a number? Mm-hmm. When you looked up to people that were that age when you were young, like a kid, how old did that seem to you? Geriatric. <laughs> Do you feel like we look that age, though? Like, I saw a funny tweet that said, is it just me or did people look more adult years ago than they do now? Like, people looked more adult than we do now. I really think it depends on what circles you walk in. Um, I think a lot of people that I know, um, they don't feel old the way uh, I remember old being. But sometimes, and this happens, I mean... There's a lot of people who I like see on reality television or like in the heartland of America sometimes, not to, not to over, not to regionalize it, but just only that like, sure. I think people who come to LA 
are a different breed who like want to be young forever. Um, but I feel like, uh, there's some people who look way older than we do and are younger than us. Like there's some people who like hit 30 and suddenly they look 40. Yes. They hit 40 and they look 50, you know? And yeah, it's, totally. And I don't know what that is. But, but is that just because it's the people we know? Like when we know people very well, we're seeing their inner child a lot, right? No, like, it's something else. You do think so? I you mean, don't I, think I, kids... I like what you're saying. I believe that. Okay. It's great. It's beautiful. Not... Okay. But no, I'm talking purely. Do I look old? No, you don't look old. Okay, great. No, I'm talking purely physical. Aesthetic. Yeah, got it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like there's oftentimes when I'm seeing people on TV who look way older than me. And it's also maybe just that I think I'm younger than I am, but who look way older than me and are well younger than me. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, what? How? Sometimes it's like, it's like how they dress or wear their hair. Sure, sure. You know, sometimes for women, how they do their makeup, uh, you know, um, that can make them look more traditionally old. <laughs> like, I do think there is, I do think there is a make, like if, when it comes to makeup, it's specifically talking about women uh, who wear makeup and men too, but different. Well, and their hair. I think you're totally right. Like the gradually getting shorter hair and beginning to look like, you know, less and less. <laughs> it's going to be so judgmental. This is how I was po poised to me from a from a male how women cut their hair and genuinely look more masculine as they age and become less and less attractive <laughs> this is how it was i was discouraged from cutting my hair for that very reason by a bodily the, figure i don't know where the masculine comes by cutting in. the hair short and wearing no, less I get makeup that, or i get that like i get that generally but i think in what we're talking about it's more like Yes, a lot of times older women cut their hair short. And to me, they don't necessarily look more masculine. They just look more old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Totally, uh, totally. Turtly. Turtly, turtles. <laughs> but yeah, cut, yeah, don't cut your hair short. Not, But there's plenty of people. Yeah, I bet you if you cut your hair short. It wouldn't look good on me. I, I, no, I, I was going to say it wouldn't look bad. I would, you wouldn't look like an old lady. <laughs> Like Probably not. I don't think I could help it yet at this point. I still feel like I feel like I'm I'm really afraid of what my old age face is gonna look like. But I suppose at that time I won't it won't matter. But my grandmother was fugly. Like she was a fugly old lady. Uh not on the other side. She was like cool looking. And I have a little bit more of her in my face, but like but also the women on my mom mom's side are bitter, bitter old ladies. Mm. You know, and drank a lot and mm -hmm. so as far as like my emotional state dictating how I may age, I'm on a better trajectory, but I'm a f I still have some features that are just not going to age well. It's going to you know, droopy and blah, blah, blah. I'm, anyway, I'm not looking forward to it. That being said, I wonder if kids obviously look at us though and go, "That's a motherfucking adult," just the same way we thought people were adults, right? We just I look like an adult. Totally, hundred percent. To I me, just don't I feel like I, I do. I change with and without the beard, though. But I lose about ten years when I shave this beard. But I've worked in, I've worked in places with, you know, young adults ages eighteen to twenty-two, and 
and thinking that like I can relate, you know, relate to them. Hey, we're just the same. And they're like, shut up, old man. So I, I've definitely felt <laughs> what it's like to hey. to be the old man. <laughs> Two wild and crazy guys. Hey, hey, we're just the same here. <laughs> what well, I'm just a few years older than you, What's right? <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing and it's frightening me. <laughs> um, but I, but, uh, but yeah, no, we are, we're old. I don't think you so much. You don't look, you don't look old. I don't know. I think it's just what, what I'm dealing with is the phenomenon of um, just as I'm like getting comfortable with what my face looks it like, it changes. So this is like something that women go through. Like it may not be super uh, visible for you, but for me, as I'm changing, I'm like, oh, just as I got used to this thing, then something else is changing or the shape is changing or my eye, you know, I don't know. I, I might, to, to, to be fair, I'm trying to give myself some grace and just like stop worrying about it and, and trust that whether if I'm not like the most, if I'm mildly attractive, as you've put it, not about me, but about somebody else we both know, uh, that I trust that what I, my face doesn't betray my, uh, my personality will make up for um that's all that's all that's where i'm at uh i don't know if i i made a, a point even. i think you should be thinking you know i know traditionally maybe people might I, I may say otherwise but i think and i think a lot of people would agree with me that you're hitting your prime you're hitting your stride women it, you know at your age and then the next over the next 15 years really sexually sweet. Yes. <laughs> in I Hollywood? Think, no. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Traditionally and whatever these sort of things are, yada yada. But um I And think that's probably talk- what I'm bucking up against is not so much feeling like inadequate. I mean, it's there's a there's a problem though with, with like finding partners too. And this is like not what I wanted to talk about, but like if we're in LA, the the men that I could potentially meet are also going to meet the 23-year-olds that are famous or could be famous. So that's like a hard – I if they want that girl, they're not going to want me ultimately, you know? And if they want that girl, you probably don't want them. That's more than likely true as well. <laughs> it is true. No, I know it's true. That is true. I If they want that girl, we're not compatible for sure. But a lot of people like the, – the abundance of choices out here – do make people find flaws in people much, much more quickly. Like, oh, I can find someone more attractive. I can find someone more interesting. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I totally could. Yes, I could. I I, could I, and that. that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm just saying that that's partly where my insecurity about my age shows shows up. Oh, I understand. No, you I do? I don't, like, intrinsically understand it. But no, intellectually, I, I know. I can, I can see it. I know. I was try- I'm trying to think when I walked into your class as my teacher, if I thought of you as an adult or a peer, you know what I mean? I definitely mm. thought of you as my teacher, but I think I was coming into an age where I'm like, oh my God, adults can be my friends. <laughs> and like, cause I was still probably 28 when we met or something like that. 28, 29 at max. Um, so I definitely didn't think of you as like this is a this is a man this is an adult I, I have to respect him. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, you did, and you I didn't, didn't I didn't you respect did you at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Now we know. <laughs> no. Now we understand. I didn't respect you at all. Can you recount any of the times where I disrespected you? Well, I think it's it just a, a general if, I, if what I'm thinking you're talking about, it was more playful joking around. But. Well, I know, but I'm just saying if you can remember, like, do you have instances where you remember or is it just more like a general feeling? You just, you know, weren't afraid to take a dig here or there out of jest, <laughs> right? Uh, and you're not the only one. I think people feel comfortable doing that to me. Uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I think for you, it always worked. Yeah. So, sometimes with some people, it's like, I think I need you to stop doing that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Where is it? Where is it coming from? Ultimately, mm-hmm. right? Like, because at the end of the day, as a teacher, I always enjoyed what you had to teach me. You know, and I still looked up to like your counseling and stuff. Um, but then you'd say something really dumb, and I, you can't like go for it. But then, as we become closer too, there's part of me like that doesn't want to dig at you anymore because I feel like a lot of people do that to you, and you don't deserve that. Oh, you think it's a, this is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not epidemic, but a, a, this is symptomatic of your self-worth. This is a thing you think, no, I'm just saying, but this is a thing you think a lot of people take digs? I know, digs? I, 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 people you oh, perform. Okay, let's, hold on. let's open this up. Let's people find you out who are these people. With, I think your elders in improv take digs at you on stage. Oh. Oh, well, that's And we've talked bit. a little bit, but no, it's not different. I think sure. that sets a tone. For how other people can treat you. Oh, sure, sure. I, I would say a couple things to that. One, if you're talking in that regard, uh, I'm all for it. I'll, I got a whole philosophy on it. Um, and we have talked about this a little bit, I think, on a doc talk, and I think not on the one we've shared here before. Yeah. I mean, I look at it as like uh, maybe a sports analogy or or a fraternity analogy of the of the young of the you know the rookie coming up. Taking, sure. you know, taking his licks and and really figuring out how to um, uh, throw throw the ball right back and like when you can when you take that leap that's when when you can start doing that to to them that's when you're like oh, okay I've hit a certain I've hit yeah a certain and so do you think you can now with those people I think definitely to a de- to a degree mind you in that realm the people you're probably talking about if I think what you're talking about, are just like super intelligent so if it comes to trivia i'm a, i'm an idiot when it comes to trivia so then, um, then we should never be on a team together because i'm horrible <laughs> like, so when it comes to that like i i could get raked through the coals when it comes to vocabulary and we've talked about this in the show like i can get raked through the coals um but i can rake them through the coals on uh, how are they emotional or emotionally mm. connected to what's mm. happening? Um, what is it that to- the, what's the energy totally. that they're putting out? Um, you know, but is so- that conducive towards getting better? Like, why can't we just go, hey, Nick, that that word you misunderstood it. Oh, hey, blank, you could have been more connected in that moment. Because in the world of improv, there is there is story. When there's inconsistent, what I call logical inconsistencies, because mm. people are gonna make mistakes. People are gonna say the wrong thing. People are gonna say dumb things. People are gonna say words that aren't words, or use words in a way that don't mean what they mean. Or forget that a character that you were playing slept with another character, and then tried to throw that in the face of the character that you're trying to make feel bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Got exactly it. that. I mean, uh, no, and, and that's it- a completely random uh, idea that I just. That wouldn't be from the last episode of Heartbeats that I was in. That was second to last, but not no, no, no. it wouldn't be. 
But if it were, it would probably be in like the second to last episode you were in. Uh But that's a great thing, because if you just let it slide, then it's like the audience goes, oh, wait, what happened? Yeah, because then they did the the truth of what happened is no longer true. Yeah. Yeah. So call me out on it. And then we go, oh, where's that? And then I get to be the guy who was like, oops. And it's my character. Oh, it was Um, amazing. It was great. Right. And so it's the same when there's these logical inconsistencies. If you let them fly by, the audience starts to get confused. One, they don't know what's true. And then two, they go, I don't know what's important. And so they stop paying attention and they stop connecting to the overall story. Yeah, totally. So though, so in this particular example that you're talking about, I want people to call me out, but I also want them to be able to be called out. And in that process, you will f- discover and create interesting things. Um, I was too insecure for this, for me to take this as a positive at the time, though I didn't take it fully as a negative because I was just coming into my own of, you know, like as you're coming into any thing as um, a beginner and then an intermediate, you still are trying to like, like, you know, you're trying to find out what kind of sculptor you're going to be. But but as you're doing it, you're learning the rules. Or And for me, as I was like coming into what kind of improviser I was going to be, I was like, who do I want to focus towards? Like, which one of these senior improvisers that I'm watching and learning from did I want to be like? And this was just when I was starting around the corner where I was like, oh, I get to be myself. This is the kind of improviser I am, you know. Uh, but I was on stage with Stephen Kieran. And mm-hmm. I was talk. I've told the story to you before, but I was talking really slowly trying to improvise and not say the wrong thing. And he goes, stop talking like that as a character <laughs> in front of the audience. And I was like, Whoa! and he throttled me into second circle. He was also making fun of my outfit, which made me feel really insecure. <laughs> so what is this? What is this prom dress you're wearing? This br- bridesmaid's dress, you know, but he was right. Like he, he was calling out the truth of the moment so that we can get to the present and deal with it. And he, and he really knocked me into it. And there was also some respect by being able to do that too. Like someone who didn't feel like they could get that out of me wouldn't have said that. Totally. And, yeah. Yeah. Especially not though those particular people, they're not going to do that to somebody who they don't think can handle it. Yeah. And they're going to do it. They're going to do it lovingly. Mm-hmm. Well, it still uh, feel like felt like I was being like spotlight. You're bad. Urgh. Like I'm still like in the the heat of my insecurity. That wasn't on him though. Yeah, um, but it sounds like he may have noticed a little bit of it and kept going in order to help you find it with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it, what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, at the same, at the same time, the, you know, the same, you know, the people who I performed with, um, would also put an arm around me and say, come on, I got you. And all I would have to do is follow their lead. Right. So, so it's, it's a, it's been a Would you feel insecure about that though? Cause there was a time where I would feel insecure about that. No. You're like, awesome. You don't feel like them. it's them saying, Ooh, you don't got this. No, it's them. No, no, not at all. Because they're, they're not going to sit there and not allow me to be me. They're going to say, they're just saying, hey, I got you. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, let me endow you. Let me give you a character. Let me yeah, help you yeah. get into this show. Let me let me make you a person, and then I'll let you do your thing. Um, no, yeah, no, I don't. 
I mean, I could, you know, I could see that being a thing. And I, and I think that's something that we deal with when you run an improv school or you, you start training people is that people start, you forget that people have their own uh, experience going on and they may be projecting a lot. And I, and, and I get, and I've seen it a lot. And I, you know, even, you know, dealing with people's grievances or people's, um, you know, bad experiences that they may have had. And it's, it's like, oh, it's not that it's, it's weird when you start teaching improv that you also have to somehow be mindful of where the human being is that's coming, but you often don't know. They come to your class and you don't know where they're at. Uh, or like I would like the thing you just told me, I never would have thought that, that you were like in your head thinking, Oh my God, if he's doing this, am I a bad improviser? Never. No. And I don't even think that Steven would have thought that that was the reaction that, and again, and as a, an adult who has responsibility, I recognize that no one made me feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. And Stephen Kieran's wife, Joe McGinley, teaches Stop, Challenge, Choose, which was also a challenge for me at the time. But, like, stop. What did they actually say? Am I choosing to take it negatively? You know, challenge what my initial reaction to it is. And it's interesting. The more I've come into accepting my role with a mastery of, of let's say, acting, right? I would say improv fits into that. When I call myself an improv master, I would say I'm very comfortable as an improviser and acting, it feeds my acting mastery. Uh, I embrace more teaching people and feeling in, and not feeling inadequate when it comes to that. But because of my quote-unquote mastery, a lot of my anxiety is has fall, fallen to the wayside and I forget that other people are experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Now, it, was, it helped me realize this, that like, oh, I was not giving that person the space to feel nervous or what have you, especially if they're not communicating it. It's hard to, it, I realize how it's not, it's not visible. You know, they're usually not betraying it unless they're telling you, which is why I would spend a lot of class going, guys, I'm freaking out. What's happening? Because <laughs> I needed someone to help me with it. And if I could teach a class to help me realize, if I could teach a class, it would be how to strip away all those nerves, like how those nerves don't help you. Like fail a hundred times. Just keep on failing. Just keep on going. Are you dead? No. Great. Do people hate you? No. You know? But, but how do you do that? It's very hard. You like can't how, You like, can't tell someone to do that. Well, if you were to teach this class, what would you be doing? Um, I, I, would, I feel that this, I like to relate personal experiences. Right. Like I remember when Stephen Kieran actually had shared, oh, that head in my voice or my or the voice in my head treats, says, tells me I'm shit. Ramon, Ramon, who smokes yeah. a cigarette in the back and says you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so helpful to, to know that one of the greatest people I've ever seen perform doing anything gets insecure. Right. To, to hear the shared experience that, oh, maybe this is not something that everyone feels like they can do perfectly or, or whatever. Um, recognizing that there's time that goes into it, too. Uh, but also giving people the space to be, to fail, fail over and over again and mm-hmm. to, to feel encouraged. Like, Hey, that was great. You were horrible. That was wonderful. You know? Mm-hmm. And also being super honest with people. I feel like I want to be a teacher that can be super honest. I don't want to coddle people either. It's tricky. I know, <laughs> but then don't take my class. I know. I, it doesn't quite work that way. I know. As I know. far as I've come to find um, uh, you have a responsibility, Jess, in that position. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but to go back to uh, like being somebody who maybe has the personality of like where people want to take, you know, take shots at them. Uh, I think, I do think it's in my chemistry because I'm the youngest of four boys where, so I have in my sort of habitual life experience, you know, been the one who gets sort of picked on by the older, by the older brothers. Um, also being the one who gets ignored. So therefore what can happen is you can, you'll go to get attention any way you can get it. Mm. So you'll go to get, sometimes the attention is being annoying and them saying, get the fuck out of here. Um, like I, like there's this one, one experience. Um, I remember one my, oldest brother and his friends. Now there's like a seven year difference. I don't know. I just was trying to like, I don't know, for whatever reason, trying to hang out with them or do whatever. And I'm sure. This is Greg cer- or not this Paul? Is Greg. Yeah. This is Greg. And I was certainly was, was probably annoying um, to them. But, uh, but then I remember one of my brother's friends, Carlos. Somehow I'm on the ground and somehow oh. he gets his boot on my neck. Mind you, this is El Paso, Texas. A nice snakeskin boot. I don't know if it was snakeskin, but I doubt it was for a high schooler. Um, oh my God. But a boot, a boot on my neck. And he's like, look here, you little rodent. Leave You're us alone. You're lying. No, I remember this very vividly. Now look, he was, it's playful. He's not like pr- pressing on me. And I'm actually enjoying Laughing, it. Yeah, yeah. Laughing and enjoying it. You know what I mean? I just remember that. So like, it wasn't like he was, this person was being abusive. Or that I didn't. Feel and your brother's though. smoking a cigarette, watching him do it. Like, get him, get him, I'm curious if he remembers this at all. I bet he's got no recollection of this. I guess we're gonna have to call him, like we called my brother for the deep dive. Yeah, we'll have to find out. But I have, for whatever reason, I have this image just very much in my brain. You know, look here, you little rodent. You know, leave us alone. But me finding like joy in that. Whatever, I probably ran off and did other shit. You probably so, cried too, but it was also like <laughs> they noticed to me. <laughs> My friend uh, Scott has two boys and the six-year-old, I think now seven-year-old, is way too smart for his own good. And the three-year-old was getting all the attention because he's a three-year-old and that was what was happening. And the seven-year-old is like, mommy, 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 mommy. And the mom whips around at him and says, if I give you attention right now, it's only going to be negative. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, and true it's like what, what an honest moment right that kind of yeah. awareness i don't care <laughs> wow yeah it sounds like clementine oh i uh, yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll, we'll. um but yeah i think i think i'm i'm comfortable with people you know joking around and taking jabs and i th- for some reason for some reason i think that's in my aura but i do also do have a line where it goes a little too far and uh, it can hurt sometimes. Well, if that becomes the only way you relate, then it becomes like, and I know, you know, it's even like, I know that they don't really mean that, but. At a certain point, if that's all we're getting, is that, yeah, I hear that. I, I remember um, in an old group of friends that I had, I was the butt of every joke and that felt like that was what my value was and so you curate that right so you start curating a deprecative behavior and all look at my car just got towed guys i'm a fucking mess you know i i can't afford lunch i'm a mess 
you know, also negative reinforcement and manifest, like it's all, all of that was there. But as I was starting to come into my own and my self-worth and not putting people on a pedestal, once that dynamic shifted, they didn't care. It was, they, they didn't like me in the same way. Mm. Yeah, like it happens. It did happen. And, and I, I wouldn't hold that against them and try telling them that that, what they were dealing with because like, they didn't have this um, awareness to realize that either you know but yeah it's tough friends are a double-edged sword because once sometimes once they label you they have a hard time changing their perception of who you are as we are at, so so have what what kind of double-edged sword are is our friendship then oh uh i don't know how do you view me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Well, I once viewed you as uh, the destroyer of my improv career. Oh, great! Did I actually was was I that? Did I ever? You were that a, no, you didn't. Uh, but you were part of a quattro who thought I wasn't good enough that kept me from moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't resent you for it. I resented the right person for it. Uh, I just felt like you were susceptible to the opinions, and. <laughs> Uh, but no, I never disliked you for it. And, and now I just think that like, you're a missing, you were a missing piece to my friendship puzzle that I didn't know I was missing. Oh, well, these are all great. I was going to say, and yeah, I guess what I'm referring to maybe is slightly different, but, um, yeah. What do, you, I think, what do you think, like, how do I view you? Like, how do I d- respect, like, what What are you asking? No, 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 no. I'm not saying in relation to you, but in relation to my experience w- in, with this concept, with with other people viewing you in one way. And usually it's people that you've known for, like, a really long time. Okay. And they viewed you in one way, in one phase of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're in a different phase in your life. But they're still treating you the way. Well, you, you were. and I have been through two different phases of my life and our, each other's lives, and and we've adapted, and that's really nice. I think that's a good indicator for like a healthy relationship, wouldn't you say? Yes, and I don't know that we knew very much about each other's personal. That's life. very fair. Well, but we all, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Right, I'm getting, I'm getting to know Jess. I, there's things is. I've got, I've learned about you that I never knew. <laughs> But you could insinuate. I no. did get a tarot card reading though recently, and and then an Ishing reading, asking like, what projects am I working on that like work and what don't? Because I'm at like max, and I'm not at I'm at too busy. It was just a really good revelatory reading Uh-oh. in total. Did, this, did we make the cut? Yes, <laughs> you made like the full cut. We made the. Keep going. Be open to needing to revamp if needed, but you're going to net positive out of it. Oh, net positive. Fantastic. Listen, your willingness and enthusiasm and joy to be here brings me joy. And I think it's like then we like had a joy sandwich and it's really great. So like it's this is a wonderful experience for me. Well, it's. I mean, I, I think I've talked about this before. I mean, this is I feel... It's a part of my week. It's part of the. When I heard that, that made me feel. That made me feel really good. You and I, we've also talked about this too. This is the last episode ever. Clearly, <laughs> is uh, our our love languages. Like if we kept on 
reassuring each other verbally too much, I'd be like, shut the, f- I, ugh, I hate him, you know? Cause like, but it is nice to get, you said this too, like you don't want to exist in a void where you're not like hearing any verbal feedback, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to go, hey, you're doing a good job and heartbeats, even though you know you are, or this is fun. I enjoy this. But really to me showing up and wanting to do that, that's the affirmation that works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, what? I don't know what is. I don't know what mine is. Yes, you what do. Is, what was mine again? Quality time and physical touch. Oh yeah, yeah. But you do remember. You I know do. what we we never went over. Maybe I'll save for that. Whatever that question thing you had to do. Uh, anyways, what? fast. The just, that ex- just. That extensive questionnaire that tells you what your personality is and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, so we haven't done the deep dive on um, the strength finders, but mm-hmm. for those of you that are patrons, this week you will be getting access to our deep dive on ghosts. Mm. I know. So look forward to the strength finders eventually. There's also something that I want to do with you at some point that I don't know if it's a deep dive, and this is a bit of a tangent. Great, I'm here for it. I don't know if it's a deep dive. Uh, or not, or if people should just hear it. But there's a a personality test that I'd love to give you. I used okay. to do. I used to give this to people a lot a long time ago, and it's been a long time since I've done it. Are you are you are you brave enough I'm for a personality s- test? Stoked. <laughs> That's all I want to do now. I love this shit to know thyself, and then why you care. I can't wait. I want to know your 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 read on it. It's exciting. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've done it. I don't know if I should like do it. Are with these people else. like you? Per, you private coached though, or no, no? This is just a part. This is a parlor trick. This is not. This is not a. Oh, I this can't isn't like some wait. serious life coaching personality. No, okay. Test. I didn't know if you were going to analyze me or. Okay, great. I can't even wait. No, it will be a serious analysis, but it's it's more for fun than anything. Great! I can't flip and wait. Mm-hmm. There's so many things we could do. I'm so excited. Well, do you feel like it's a deep dive or is it like a an app? I think it. I think it's an app. I think people should hear it. Okay, great. I Ooh, think it's. I mean, you know, un, unless you know more people than the large amount of people who subscribe. A lot of a lot of people. A lot because of there's people. A lot, and there's a lot of people there, but we need to get more people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We need to expand our horizons. Uh, so I think that's something we could do. Uh, as you know, I'm out of town next week, but that doesn't mean we're not going to meet and do our recording because that's important to me. Oh, well, it's important to me, too. Great. Where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, that's where you're going to. I know yeah. Yeah. You do know where I'm going. Uh, crazy is where she's going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God. Okay. Took a second. God. I thought you were maybe quoting a film or something. No, but, no, no. you know, I'm just so funny that it feels like that. Yeah. It just... It's so confusing because she is so funny. You get it now. So this week, this week's a shorter episode, and that's okay because we just give so much of our all to these people that mm-hmm. sometimes if we give less, that's okay. Yeah. But what's words of wisdom you'd like to leave with our friends today? Oh shit! I think there was words of wisdom along the way that I can't remember now. Mm. Young at heart, young in the face. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't uh, put on that makeup. Mm-mm. Oh no, you can't no, say that. That's not. Well, no, I that. mean that makeup. Oh, don't wear that makeup. 
Yeah. Not oh, by all don't means, wear makeup. You no, know, wear makeup if you want to wear makeup. But don't wear that makeup that makes you look like the people you thought were old when you were young. Don't wear that. Don't wear Mary Kay. <laughs> is that what it is? Mary Kay is like we go house to house or you go to like a Mary Kay party. <laughs> I'm sure it's actually great makeup, but it's all like, you know, elderly pals. <laughs> I don't know. Or like Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to come full circle, what was the best theater role you've ever played? The best theater role I've ever played? Oh, my goodness. I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I did guess you, I you would... did a lot of plays, though, didn't you? I did do, I've done a lot of plays. I mean, um, most of them, though, were in school, in high school yeah, and college. Yeah, so, so are mine, but that doesn't mean I you didn't, didn't enjoy it. No, I know, I know, I know. Okay. I mean, I get, look, I, I will say that even though it's a character that only exists for a night, like doing the improvised plays at Impro Theater is probably the best theatrical experiences that I've ever had. I remember um, you had a particularly emotional uh, performance. I think it was on a PDU and everyone went, Nick Masu, holy shit. Oh, I did something that made people go, oh, wait, maybe he's not too bad. Oh, my God. No one thought you were bad ever. I don't know. Seems well, like in your mind, everybody thinks just takes digs at me. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, that... <laughs> particularly you man like you guys managed to tell a story that was like just gutting and amazing um i think i was getting ready for a performance after you all so i wasn't in the audience for the entirety but um if it makes you feel better you're you're well received and enjoyed and appreciated in the heartbeats world very much so oh everyone great. says thank you so much for casting him he's so perfect oh my god nick is the best everyone says that Oh, that's great. What else did they say? He's so hot. God, Ayub uh-huh. is like the best. I wish mm-hmm. I was dating Ayub. Oh, okay. I'm sure mm-hmm. his dick's really big. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. It's so funny. Because it's not true. No, everyone everyone adores you. Our, our, our cast does. I, I mean, I've talked about this several times. Our um, chemistry is just wonderful. Whether I had known who I was going to cast five years ago when I had the idea or not, this is the perfect casting for it. And um, man, I'm just so glad someone said, what about Nick? And I was like, oh my God, perfect. And you're beyond, you're beyond perfect for it. So, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Likewise, this is so much fun. It's such a really fun show to to do. I'm not really doing anything else right now. I mean, huh? I have I could be doing stuff over at improv but i just don't have the, the space for it but doing uh heartbeats is it's been a joy it's been a joy and then it led us to this so not not too shabby i think the world's greatest podcast ever ever it's such a good podcast i do want to answer your question because i think i figured it out through all okay this. i was i was biting my time i was waiting i was waiting high school okay i'm gonna go all the way back to high school okay let's go um Oh my God! Why am I forgetting the name of the play? Oh, uh, "Noises Off" oh! by, by Michael Frame. Have I asked you this before? I don't know. I think anybody who's ever been in "Noises Off" probably was like, "Oh, that was that was it." 
because it's which just one a, is he? Is he the one who's like dejected? Oh no, Michael Frayn is the writer. Oh, the character was oh I can't I can't I mean if I saw the character names I could tell you but it's if you've ever seen the movie have you seen the movie? No, I haven't. I've only seen it performed. Did you know there was a movie? I did. I forget. I mean, it's star-studded cast. I played um, John Ritter's character in oh. the movie. Um, Christopher Reeves is in the movie. Uh, Michael Caine is in the movie. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> um, and uh, anyways, John Ritter's character is very, you know, John Ritter's a physical comedian in the, in, you know, and the character like falls down the stairs and, and in high school, our our uh, drama teacher was like had a tech background, so he wasn't the greatest on acting notes. But he built these awesome sets. He built this two story rotating set. Amazing. Just um, the only then, way it works that way. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what the set calls for, you know, and for high schoolers to have that. That's a big to deal to, to have show. that. Um, and uh, yeah, just the just the comedic timing. It's just so much. It was so much fun. Awesome. I, your... I imagine you were wonderful. Oh, um, I really, I do really think we, we've gotten to the point where we talked about everything. I think we've talked about this, but um, probably I'd say Cat in a Hot Tin Roof was the funnest. Oh. oh, that was the most fun. Were you, were you Maggie? Oh yeah. Oh. In a slip, the entire show it was great. Oh, fun. Yeah. Where, where was this at? It was in a community theater in Camarillo. Mm. I got to play Nurse Ratchet there. It was Sally, Tally, and Tally's Folly, which was also an amazing experience. Um, but I want another bite at Maggie because I'm like more age appropriate now. And I had yet to go through improv training with all these things. And I really would love to see what that would affect my theatrical scripted performances to be like now. I'd be really curious. Mm. One yeah. Day. I mean, it's a great play. I love me some Tennessee Williams. Yeah, I guess you would be a good brick, maybe. Would sure, you brick? I, I mean, brick. I would play brick. Um, you would play brick. You wouldn't play the brother. You'd play brick. I mean, I'm getting a brother. little on an on an age at this point, but you know. it doesn't really matter. There's forty or forty five year olds playing Juliet. Who gives a shit anymore? I shave this beard and I'll be twenty again. Uh, one brick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, the 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 pleasure is mine. Oh, all right, cat. <laughs> Not Maggie. No, you're a cat. Oh, you're, am I? You're a cat on a hot tin roof. You oh, just can't sit still. You just can't sit still. I'm like a cat. Okay, <laughs> bye, Nick. <laughs> bye, cat. That does it for this week, Nichols. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of You Don't Know Nick. There are many different ways you can support our podcast. One of them is going to youdon'tknownick.com and finding out all the different places you can listen to our show. You can also follow us on Good Pods, which is basically Instagram for podcasts. Not only can you follow your favorite shows, you can listen to them right there in the app. If you're interested in finding some You Don't Know Nick merch or Jessica Lynn Verde merch, go to subtlegeek.spreadshirt.com. And if you're not already consider becoming a patreon member you can get exclusive swag and early access releases to episodes if we're able to get them to you in a timely manner go to patreon.com slash you don't know nick and if you haven't already leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts see you next week nichols